0: This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathford Close, a lot of folks feeling good about friends and family. Welcome into the show, Stephanie Bell is back. That's one of the things I am really grateful for today.
1: I'm grateful to be here too.
0: Good, Chris Mitchell, um, who's in for producer Hannah Marsh and producer? gonna uh, a producer Hannah will be back next week. Chris Mitchell and I, I got to brag on this guy a little bit because I feel like I I, I just need to, but he hosts a uh, talk show on our uh, sports station here in the Zimmer Radio Group, and so he does an afternoon. Show along with cousin Andy, cousin Andy, who's a dad now. You know what freaked me out the other day? This is these are the things that make me feel old. Cousin Andy's who been hanging out with us on the show for a while, he's been hosting that show. He got married a year ago, uh, then nine months later, had a baby, maybe 12 months, but close <laughs> ballpark, yeah, ballpark, yeah. And uh, so they had a baby and it killed me the other day. I'm walking by his car in the parking lot. And he's got a baby seat in the back. And I know, that's what you're supposed to do. I just don't know why I find these things so weird.
1: Shouldn't it freak you out if he just, like, strapped his baby into, like, a passenger <laughs> seat or something? Get it on
0: the hood. Yeah. And that's why we're glad that Stephanie's back. Uh, but anyhow, so Cousin Andy, you know Cousin Andy on the show here over the years. So him and Chris do the shows uh, in the afternoons. And so Chris stays up late at night and then has been kind enough uh, to come in and help us out. <clears throat> Oh, what they show this morning, Stephanie had a really good question. Sports take so last night Chiefs win, uh, they scored like nineteen points, but they win one five in a row, five and one on the air. Yeah, and of course, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, Brian, I'm glad that Brian Houseworth is busy handling things with rain and stuff. Rain looks to be mostly getting out of our way this morning. Weather for the rest of the weekend. I want to mention this because we're supposed to have this ring of fire eclipse tomorrow, which is incredible. I haven't seen it for a while. It'd be like 1130. It would be peaking around here, but it's going to be cloudy tomorrow. Our high is going to be um, 58. Kind of same thing for Sunday, and I guess it's about normal for where we should be in the middle of October. Um, but I'm glad that Brian Halsworth is not in here because you get him on this topic of Thursday. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Never mind. (laughs) Thursday night football. Um, And and it used to, even primetime, I like to watch some NFL football on a Thursday night and a Monday night, even if it's not the Chiefs that are playing. Sure. And I don't, I guess, I guess ultimately it's, it's uh, money. And for the most part, I don't care, except for when the Chiefs are on Thursday night football. And for the most part, I can't watch it because I don't have the thing that you have to watch on the internet or whatever. Most people don't. And you have a beef with this too. I do.
2: Um, This is a this is something that this is an organization and a league that you have to understand the amount of tax dollars that go to that stadium over there, and uh, and and you're looking at maybe building another stadium. Who knows what they're going to do. That should be on over-the-air television. It's on over-the-air radio, and you've, we were able to listen to it on KCMQ from Zimmer, which is great. And KWOS. And KWS, absolutely. Did a great job. I think that's great to listen. I, I, I'd I like to see it on either NBC or ABC or or CBS or Fox, one of the over-the-air channels where the actual people can, can see it.
0: So you're saying since it's a taxpayer-funded it, stadium. It is. We... You know, I and and how much how much
2: more do they do they do they want? Uh, how much how much is enough? I, I just I don't I I I just I think that game should be on over the air TV. Now, if there are people that I'm sure uh, may disagree, um, that's fine. But I you know I I've talked to very few people who are actually able to see the game. Um, last night, but I did hear it on the radio. I think Mitch did a great job, but i i don't uh, I don't like that idea of streaming games. I'm afraid though we're going to start seeing more of that,
0: um, and that's really what do. worries me too. So I don't like it, but my reasons for not liking mm-hmm. the fact that it's not on over the air TV are way less profound than yours yeah. about the taxpayer stadium and what happens there, Chris. So how exactly? So what is the deal with Thursday night football? Uh, so what happened was, yeah, it's just a television contract thing. Prime Video inked a deal with uh, the NFL to get Thursday Night Football games. Sometimes it'll be on the NFL network, but it's kind of like a rotating cast. Sometimes it'll be on NBC. Sometimes it's not. It's, yeah, it's kind of boring, but that's really answer. Contracts, baby. Gotta love them.
2: And, and I don't, and I thought I've seen some of the Thursday Night games on CBS before, and maybe I'm wrong on that. I, I,
0: I don't know. Maybe they've moved that. I, I, I think c- is what they did the first couple of years is so they would show, they would show with Thursday Night Football, like the first two or three games, mm-hmm. On broadcast television and promote. Hey, after this, you got to go to Prime. So it's kind Makes of sense. like a to promote you going over it's there. It's on
1: Prime. Yes, I got Prime, but I I watched part of it. Um, I was in the Dallas airport, and the guy next to me was watching it, and I was creepily <laughs> looking over checking the <laughs> scores. He was watching it.
0: Eight seven four ninety three ninety. Producer Hannah John Marsh got to be back uh, n- next week.
2: Eight seven four ninety three ninety. He goes the other way. Caught for a touchdown. So
0: they finally break through. And by the way, Nick Bolton, Mizzou grad, yes, had an interception last night. And Nick Bolton, of course, the uh, the son of uh, musical star Michael Bolton. <laughs> no, no,
2: hey, no. thank right. <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah,
0: Tony, of course, had
2: struggled in that opening game. I'm glad to oh. hear that he played here at Frofield a couple years ago when he played at Florida. Kadarius Tony,
0: Travis is in Columbia. Travis, welcome into the show. What's on your mind? So just a different perspective on the streaming of football games. This Thursday night football game was the first one I've watched of the Chiefs this season. I've cut the cord with all my cable. The box doesn't, you know, hook up to my T V to be able to catch that airwave or whatever, however your local channels come through, but Yeah, I'm strictly like Netflix, Amazon, all your streaming services. All all my kids watch. And so whenever I want to watch a Chiefs game, I've either got to pay for the NFL network or I've got to pay for CBS or ABC or NBC without paying for that cable bill. Travis, I like that perspective. Uh, What are you grateful for on a Feel Good Friday? I'm grateful that I watched the Chief Swimler. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, thank you, bud. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to be a part of Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And He's just was, like me for real. Wow. Yeah. That's that's I, an well, interesting perspective. That's, that's And that's, the other thing he said, his kids, I think about my grandkids, they don't, watch, they don't watch any broadcast television. They're all YouTube TV. And this guy says, yeah, my kids. So they're growing up in a house that doesn't have broadcast tv
1: i once gave my kids like a survey to fill out and it was like what's your favorite food what's your favorite you know color and it said what's your favorite channel (laughs) and they put
0: my clues. No,
1: my kid literally wrote HDMI two
0: <laughs>
1: because that was the that was the thing you got to get to the the Netflix or the Amazon or whatever. He was like, "What's a what what?"
0: Well, if I'm so, writing that down. That's promo that material. It
2: is, and I do know that's interesting that that uh, some of the younger people are going to that. I'm still from the old school. I still wish. We had a couple of special Thursday nights where Howard Cosell would call a Thursday night game, and Mom and Dad will let me stay up late to watch it. ABC, we're talking about 1977 through about 1983. But they would do occasionally a Thursday night game on Monday night football is what they called it. And it would be on a Thursday night. I remember Houston playing the Steelers in 1980, and it was amazing. But
0: um, I'm just afraid they're going in
2: that era uh, in, into that direction
0: uh Mike has an interesting take too, cuz I know for example when sure. I growing up in in um St. Louis and there would be times like cuz you'd watch all the Cardinals games on the TV you can't do that anymore unless you pay for whatever the channel is They were on,
2: they were on channel 5 by the way over the air TV and all of them were on yeah. to the point where they were, they, had, they were cutting into NBC programming
0: and then they would quit doing that unless the game was sold out if the game was sold out They would put it on free television. Mike said there should be a number, a minimum number of viewership that a streaming service already has before they are allowed to even sign onto a Mm. contract. The fact that they went with Prime just shows. That they were only in it for the money I and mean, they don't care about their um, the fan base. Well, Very and for
1: us, with the five of us, it's not like we get to like a lot of live sporting events. So it's a good opportunity yeah. and we don't have, you know, um, regular cable either. So it's a good opportunity to support local businesses, too, because a couple of times we've been able to catch various games, you know, at a local restaurant or bar order some food, hang out, you still get that fun vibe of being there Um, with other fans. And so I actually kind of like the fact that I'm forced to go socialize and hang out with other fans.
0: My favorite channel is HDMI (laughs) 2. Mildred Kirschbaum, 99 years old, or she was whenever we first got this audio. Um, There was a story Stephanie did earlier this morning, What's Hot with Hannah? When Hannah's gone, we call it What's Shaking with Stephanie Bell, but it was some of the keys to living a life to being over 100.
1: Good genes, for sure, and then after that, good relationships and a positive outlook on life. Yeah,
0: and I love this, and I'm like, I like the good genes thing, because I...
1: You think you have good genes? I
0: think so, because I Cause have... Because
1: you've never had COVID. Never had COVID. Mm-hmm.
0: Knock on wood. Um. So maybe there's something something to that. Mildred Kirschbaum is 99 years old, and she talks about the key to longevity. Change your attitude. Look at the positive side of life. I think that's what got me this far. Mildred Kirschbaum, 99 years old. 8.35, we're doing win. It's that time of the week. Everybody in mid-Missouri talking about this. I know Stephanie gets asked about this when she's in Jefferson City. I was asked about this the other day uh, when I was in Sturgeon. People said, so uh, winners and losers of of, of the week. uh, Every Friday, yep. And we like to especially highlight local winners. So I know some of the folks on the list, a couple of young kids, uh, from Tipton, Missouri, um, Two television personalities that I'm going to highlight is winners of the week from two different um, tele- local television stations. I'm actually going to highlight an actual local television station. too. if you've got somebody that you would like to highlight for winners of the week winners and losers of the week, especially on a local level, please get those into us 8749390 getting ready for this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert.:' time for the morning bell business news with a little twist. only Stephanie Bell can give you.
1: All the futures are also feeling good on this Feel Good Friday. They are not celebrating Red Friday. They are in the green um, up by, I would say they're averaging about a quarter percent up amongst the three that we keep an eye on. So good news for your Friday. Um, there are some things that you just maybe should know are a scam. But this makes me feel better because, you know, I think the scammers are getting better and better. Yeah. And sometimes we get down on ourselves when we fall for something, but they are getting really good, but there are just some things that maybe like, you're just like, maybe I shouldn't do that. Now, these people didn't know, but maybe I shouldn't buy sushi in a gas station. Maybe if, you know, maybe airline parts are something that are like really important that maybe you should like find an engineer for, um, and not like an audio engineer, but like an uh, aerospace engineer, and apparently this guy was a former DJ, um, and he was selling airplane parts out of like a UPS post office box. Like,
0: <laughs> like a club DJ or a radio DJ? He was... I'm <laughs> not sure
1: exactly. Dis- not
0: not actually. That's a dumb question, Stephanie. Not that it matters. Well, he could have been selling airplane parts. It depends. Was he a club DJ or a radio DJ? Either way. Dumb question. He I'm was, sorry.
1: He w- they do say he was an entrepreneur, and he was very clever because he did have this office. His office address was just a rented, basically, mail drop, like a P.O. box. He had... Um, employees, quote unquote, where they just use stock images. And so you could get on LinkedIn and you would see this company's like, and he just like made up these LinkedIn profiles. But what they're finding out is that they were basically bogus components and the airlines bought these parts from this former DJ guy. Um, They haven't caused any emergencies yet, but... Uh, they said there's 126 at least affected engines by these bogus parts. Um, replacing the parts could cost $300,000 per engine, and you know he just m- set up this shop and start. And people were like, "Oh yeah, I mean, do they not do airlines? I mean, like I would think parts for airplanes are kind of important. So like, is there not any due diligence that this guy's like not just like, you know? Selling airplane parts out of the back of his trunk.
0: It's another good reminder. That's why you buy locally. If you're buying airplane parts, buy them here in town. Go to Brazito and buy them or Centralia to buy your airplane parts. Don't buy stuff offline if you can help it.
1: The guy forged signatures and faked like the safety certifications that you needed. um, And an FAA-endorsed quality assurance firm even accredited. This guy's company, so they are getting very good at scamming, and are scamming even folks who are supposed to be, you know, in charge of people's lives.
0: Well, that's the thing, because this is something I always say, and this is uh, this is also a good reminder. I always think that the, well, those people in the know, right they they've got this stuff, they're handling it. If you're buying, if your job is to buy airplane parts for Boeing or for Delta or United or whatever, I'm going to trust that you're doing your job, but maybe not. So maybe that's something to think about whenever you catch the uh, 1145 out of Columbia to Chicago this morning and you're sitting there in the tarmac at Columbia Regional Airport and you're 1145 up to Chicago and you're thinking, huh, I wonder where these airplane parts came from. It's something to keep in mind.
1: They said all major U.S. carriers and a half dozen others have identified bogus parts from this company on their airplanes
0: yikes 874 that's your morning bell. business news with a little twist and i do like to take time to remind you to uh you know shop and buy local whenever you can we think about some of our folks uh here in mid missouri that keep things going graph and sons in mexico missouri
2: this is wake up mid missouri with brandon Rathert. my dad uh was a wrestling coach he was my coach he was my coach in high school And uh, people are like, oh, that must have sucked. He must have pushed you. Like, yeah, he pushed me, but he pushed me in sports. That's a normal thing to push your kids in, right? Sports? There's people out there who spend their whole lives trying to find Bigfoot. How'd you like to have that guy as a dad? Do you even want to find Bigfoot, son? Because you don't act like it. What time do you get up this morning? Noon. Bigfoot doesn't get up at noon. He gets up at 4.15 in the morning. You don't have a tracking map? You lost your night goggles? What, you think he's going to show up one day? Out of nowhere? Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Not Bigfoot, dumbass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, comedian Greg Warren, who happens to be from Missouri, St. Louis specifically, he's made his, as a matter of fact, we have a guy at Cosmo host hosts a morning show on Y107. good friend of mine uh, went and saw Greg Warren. He performed in Columbia, <laughs> I guess it was about, uh, about five or six uh, years ago. Yesterday, or earlier this week, Couple, train trip, and I think it's like their 10th wedding anniversary, and they're going through the mountains of Colorado, and they're taking pictures, beautiful scenery throughout there once you get west of Denver. If you've ever made the drive to Denver, cause a lot of people think, oh, man, once I get out of Kansas and I get into Colorado, all of a sudden there's mountains. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Whenever you cross the line from Kansas into Colorado, uh, you just get more Kansas. Flat. Brown And mind numbingly boring, especially when you're driving a 37-foot U-Haul with your wife, your six-year-old kid, a Siberian Husky, pulling a 37-foot U-Haul with a car on the back, and you can't go faster than 55 miles Ooh. an hour. Yes, you're exactly right. Wow. When drew Luck, I remember getting a,
2: uh, I think he had a flat tire or something going out to Denver one time on that road. You talk about very kind of barren and, and remote
0: Um that is a lot of agriculture out there, but not a whole lot of people. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of people. Anyhow, this couple, 10th wedding anniversary train, mountainside, Colorado, and they snap a picture of a big, brown, hairy creature. I don't know, six, seven foot tall. And so they're posting us, we think we saw Bigfoot. And what I think it happened is it's some local, hey, you know, the train comes through here, 2.27 every afternoon. I'm going to put on this Chewbacca <laughs> outfit and I'm going to go run around. But, Because I don't believe in Bigfoot. I know there's that TV show been on for 15, 18 years called Finding Bigfoot. They still ain't found him. People still tune in every week. Fingers (laughs) crossed. Maybe this is the week they find Bigfoot.
1: Is there only one? There's like, or like Sasquatch. I mean, there's more than one, right?
0: There's a Loch Ness
2: monster, um, supposedly, and um, the abominable snowman as well. (laughs) I forgot
1: that would be sweet though. If you lived that close to a train and you just had a lot of time, like I would dress up in a different outfit every day. Like I'd be a Bigfoot one day. I'd be like a clown. in the next day, just something really weird. (laughs) Like the people who do it for, well, and Gen Z, what do they say? I do it for the plot, you know, just for fun. And the people who do it for, I'm thinking the Google, um, the Google maps people when they know the Google car is coming by and they'll do something real weird in their yard just to like forever be. (laughs) I love that.
0: It's a fun, (laughs) fun prank on people. My dad, who, uh, is in the oil industry. He's a cashier at a gas station in Barnhart, Missouri. Uh, But I say he works in the oil industry. And uh, big news story, they've moved things around and he he likes pranking. My dad's got an okay sense of humor, mm-hmm. but all he, he's amped it up now that he's 73, 74 years old. He'll get these young men. They keep the condoms behind the counter, and so they'll go up <laughs> to the cash register. And a lot of when it's younger guys, they're kind of sheepish and embarrassed about it. Can I get some condoms, please? And my dad will go, excuse me? Because my dad wears hearing aids. And he'll say, excuse me? Can I get some condoms, please? <laughs> I'm sorry. I still to the point these guys are shouting it out in front of everybody. <laughs> Welcome into the show. Feel good Friday. I am Brandon Rather. Stephanie Bell is here. Brian Howsworth, Chris Mitchell who has been uh, hanging out with his producer. Hannah John Marsh is going to be back next week. And now for nominees for the winners and losers of the week. 874-983-91 in Texas. you especially local winners. This is, my, I think, my favorite thing about this. It's some local folks that are winners of the week. Um, Bill is in Jefferson. City this morning. Bill, who is your winner of the week? Uh, U.S. Marine Corps Sergeant Bryce F. Lockwood, who got his Purple Heart on the USS Liberty in June of 1967. Bryce F. Lockwood got Purple Heart uh, 1967 on board. What was the name of the carrier? USS Liberty in, uh, in the Gulf uh, Israeli uh, Uh, 67 conflict. Bill, I feel good on a feel good Friday that you would take time out of your day to call and share that with us here on Wake Up Mid Missouri. God bless you, brother. All right, thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. I've got um, some TV. I got two different local television personalities Mm -hmm. that I'm going to pick here at actually a a TV um, station, and I do want to highlight a Mizzou grad as one of our winners of the week.
2: Intercepted at the 42 yard line. Nick Bolton, right there, intended
0: for Jerry Judy, and down to the end zone they go. That defense. Nick Bolton getting the, uh, getting an interception last night on national television. Stephanie, you got a winner, a loser of the week?
1: I do. Uh, William Woods in Fulton is adding a marching, pep, and concert bands to their lineup. And having been in the band, been in the marching band, in the concert band, Uh, You know, we heard the comedy you were playing about, like, your dad's coaching you in sports. There's a lot of good things to be learned through sports, but there's also a lot of good things to be learned through the discipline of music. And so it's exciting to see those offerings added right here in Midmo.
2: That's awesome. And they they are looking at scholarships, too, for them. Yes. It's fantastic.
0: Beautiful beautiful campus, by the way. Yeah, Uh, Dick Preston. Mm -hmm. You know, he got his start on KWOS. I don't know if he got his start, but he worked years ago. He cut his teeth. Cut his teeth, yeah. as it were. Um, did his very last show, 55 years. And that's the thing you think about some of these people, uh, you know, they see on TV or whatever, or like when a celebrity dies or something. And uh, so what? That's what happens with celebrities. But when you grow up with them, Dick Preston has been on local television here in mid-Missouri longer than I have been alive. And me. And he just whether he just becomes parts you become a part of somebody's life it's just something you get used to and something you become accustomed to and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore hi i'm krcg's dick preston well you may have seen me on tv from time to time i've been here for more than
2: 55 years
0: yeah we've seen you from time mm-hmm. to time over <laughs> the a, years what a,
2: a great journalist gentleman just uh, a kuda and i really really um down to earth and think about brandon and stephanie the number of reporters, the, a lot of them are still in the industry. A lot of them are in bigger markets right now. I think of Katie Nielsen, who's in San Francisco, and I think of... Um, uh- Gosh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. She, she's from Lee Summit. She's over at KCTV. I can, I can see her face right now. The the reporters, and then the ones who have stayed, Mark Slavitt, people like that, that he mentored, and um, Gracie Matisse, who's now down in uh, North Carolina, or Gladys Batiste, who's in Louisville. Those are just to name a few. I mean, just, a, uh, and he's seen a lot of reporters over the years. I bet hundreds. It's got to be in the hundreds.
0: Probably. Uh, Mark. Uh... Halsworth. Who do you have?
2: I've got three quick winners today. Uh, number one, Thomas Carter IV. I met him at the Red Cross Blood Drive on Monday. He's had a stroke. He battles sickle cell. He... Barely could cut the ribbon on the uh, on the, the to cut the the ribbon to start the event because you know he was battling sickle cell. He told me it had two big needles to his chest, but he still did it to raise awareness. Uh, and congratulations to Thomas Carter the Fourth, and uh, wish him the best of luck. It was an honor to meet him. The other two, uh, Bill Moendorp, who's going to be crowned tomorrow. Brandon is the Hartsburg Pumpkin Fest King. Huge name in Hartsburg. Huge name in the Ashland area. Congratulations to him and well deserved. And Don. Nick- Nicodem is about ready to celebrate his 40th anniversary with the Missouri Pork Association. I met Don in 1993 covering some stories I was working on in northwest Missouri when I worked at the Missouri Farm Voice was the radio station. He looks the same now as he did in 1993. That's a compliment.
0: I got to tell a story about Don Nicodem here. And if you know him, please uh, feel free to share this story. Uh, I got a good friend of mine, Stuart, and we go to lunch once a week and we do guy talk and complain about stuff. And I see Don Nick at him and we're at a steakhouse. And I go over and I talk to him and I'm not trying to ask him what he's eating, but I happen to look down and you know what he was eating? pork had a good <laughs> uh, man you are true to brands mpa yes chris mitchell uh who's been hanging out with us for the past couple of days you can hear him weekday afternoons he does a uh, sports talk show on our sports station he's been hanging out with us helping us in the absence of producer hannah yep that's right i got a you actually stole my thunder you took a kansas city chief i wanted to pick so i'll just pick another kansas city chief for my winner of the week harrison buckter getting that 62 yarder going into halftime last night Against the Broncos and getting that icing, like 50 yarder to seal the game for him. Not a whole lot <laughs> went right on offense, at least in the scoring points yeah. department for the Chiefs, but Harrison Bucker came through knocking some boots. Yeah, he's yeah. got a monster, yeah. uh, monster leg. We're fortunate here in Missouri. We got two really incredible kickers, whether you're talking to uh But then Harrison. Yeah, and then uh, tomorrow, and this is uh, tomorrow, Mizzou's at Kentucky. Mizzou also. Five and one, right? Yes. Chiefs now five and one. And I keep saying, man, what's wrong with the Chiefs? They're not scoring points. Patrick Mahomes, who did throw for over 300 yards last night. I'm like, what's wrong with these guys? Right now, it may have shifted around a little bit following last night's another strong defensive performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense is number five very, in the very league. Very good job. And you know what typically wins championships? Defense. Amen. Yeah. Defense and, and uh, making sure you, uh,
2: you, you, know, you tackle blocking and tackling. So that's what Vince Lombardi used to say. Those are important as well.
0: Angela, she says, grateful uh, rain and Jesus. So should be winners of the week. Listener Doug says, I barely remember, but back in 1976, I was... Oh, man, how cool is this? So uh, we were talking about uh, Dick Preston, who did his last show after 55 years on local television last night on KRCG says, I barely remember, but back in 1976, I was on the local kids' show called showtime and i think dick preston was the host he did used to host that show
2: this is wake up mid missouri with brandon Rathert. enjoy
0: Montauk county sheriff tony wheatley gave a couple of kids recently we've talked about these kids before because they've been doing it for uh a couple of uh, years they're fairly young and i don't know the exact age but i don't know maybe 10 11 12 years old um, Ryder Brackton, Owen Crane, getting a young citizen award for their work last year. And they've done this, I think, for several years now. But last year they do, they do something every year and it's the Shop with a Cop program. Two young kids. They donated the money to the Montauk County Sheriff's Office Shop with a Cop, um, program. This year donated almost three grand and they did it through a lemonade stand, which I think is really, um, Cool. So, I think actually, yes, yeah, I think they're nine years old. In twenty twenty one, they raised five hundred bucks, uh, and then the next year it was uh, two grand. So, they've done pretty well. And these are young kids, and I want to applaud their parents too, because apparently the mom and dad doing something right that these young kids would go out and say, "Hey." Let's raise some money for folks, um, for some other folks.
1: Good. We also got word yesterday, um, that the PSC approved this amended grain belt, um, line application. If you recall, that's the transmission line that was going to go through Kansas all the way to Indiana. Um, it got tied up in the courts. They eventually approved it. This is actually kind of an amended application. It's going to add power actually in Missouri. Um, and the PSC checked off on that yesterday. So supporters of the grain belt, uh, Got a big win.
0: I want to highlight Mitchell Kaminsky. He's one of my winners of the, uh, of the week. He is a news reporter for ABC 17. And he used to be in radio, uh, actually. Um, and here's, here's why I'm applauding him. He did a story about the money uh your taxpayer dollars at the City of Columbia spent to um send people to a leadership conference. And he says twenty grand. He says the mayor and a couple of council people and then members, various members of city uh city staff and the cost, and they went to this thing in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh and I appreciate that and here's here's why. I think it's important to know where your taxpayer dollars um go. You know, it's 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 your money. And we need to know besides the things like roads and and, in public safety, things like that. And here's why I'm applauding him, because he did the story and he listed. And by the way, so, you know, besides the mayor and the city manager and some of the folks that were uh, that were on the city council um, that went in the city taxpayer, your share of that. He mentions and here's some other folks that went. Here's why I appreciated it, because it's just factual. And that's what a TV news station should be, just. Hey, here's where it went. They're not taking a point of view. You can form your own point of view on that. And you know how we feel about that. So I just thought it was a really good job. It was polite and factual. And the highlighting, these are some of the things, some might call it crap, that our taxpayer dollars go to. And so, and then I also wanted to highlight ABC 17 as a whole because then they did another story that you would find today uh, talking about this mobile shower trailer pilot program. And they said, and here's the headline. Columbia Mobile Shower Trailer Pilot Program ends today, a $100,000, has three stalls. One is ADA compliant with the ramp. They all have a shower, toilet, and uh, sink. And there's one of the things, well, it can be used like emergency personnel. I was saying there's some kind of disaster Uh, and you've got personnel working on scene whatever it is for several days let's say there's a tornado and we're recovering for that this thing can go out for that but most people know it's $100,000 so that the homeless can go and use it so we're buying the homeless people showers and bathrooms and things like that and again uh, they are not taking a point of view they're just as a point of fact saying hey here's what your taxpayer dollars are going to and then what about this dude You know, we all have our things. We all got something that's... Some people find quirky for me. Like whenever uh, I'm out in the wild and I see a snake, I pick it up and catch it like snakes. A lot of people think that's weird. I got my thing. And then there's this dude. Uh, He broke a world record by floating down the Missouri River in a pumpkin. What? Yeah. Uh, Just after uh, 7 in the morning... This guy's name Steve Keeney. If I'm pronouncing that right, he started his journey across the Missouri River inside a 1,200 pound pumpkin. I'm guessing it doesn't weigh 1,200 pounds anymore. You take all the stuff out. He was trying to set the Guinness World Record for the longest paddle in a pumpkin, and he did that 38 miles, 11 hours later. Uh, he paddled in this pumpkin. He's from Lebanon, Missouri. Said he grew the pumpkin himself and added a few sandbags on the floor of the pumpkin to keep himself stable. Takes a lot of planning and also a lot of flying by the seat of your pants. He told KCTV, says, I'm just a guy with a pumpkin and a whimsical sense of adventure. Have fun.
1: If you want to do that, too, the Hartsburg Pumpkin Festival is this weekend. There's some big pumpkins at that place.